welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Thank you for joining us tonight on Nightlight. I want to say hi to a new listener, Mary Helen, and my third mom you know, asks, like, so you grew up to be a talk show host, and so, you know, you know, there were a lot of uh, detours, and spent about forty-five years off the map. Now, kind of on the margin, but after five shows this week, uh, both Barbara and I may go off the map. Um, so, uh, yeah, we have a variety show with a few common denominators like spiritual interests and educational value. Uh, all, all week you've been receiving a diversity of engaging topics and there are more on the way Thursday and Friday and those two shows are going to be excellent as well um, for the first three weeks of June uh, Barbara's shows will be on Thursday uh, there's no real uh, significance to that other other than that was when the guests were available uh, but if you feel, you know, for all the things that uh, new shows that um, Nightlight is doing and uh, some of these scheduled uh, changes, um, please check the website, barbaradelong.com, for show times and days. And since the listeners have helped us to expand so much, and if you like what you hear on the archive, please subscribe to our YouTube channel so we know you're listening. And you, know, you can even comment on the uh, shows. Um, helps us to see if we're connecting with the listeners. My sidekick tonight is birthday boy David Collis. He has been a regular over the last couple of years, and last week David premiered his Nightlight show with 
volleyball as the backdrop of building leadership skills. Uh, that's a show uh, you know, worthy of uh, checking out on the archive. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, me being a guest for show number two about surviving dodgeball and other stupid gym class games. But you know, we'll talk about that later. Uh, David is the author of the fascinating uh, profile of Jesus, interviewing Jesus, the man. Uh, pick up that book. It's a- excellent. Um, David's website is davidcollis.com. And our guest is Perry Petrie. She is also a return guest and is now collaborating <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, with a professional conference producer, Marta Thomas, who has worked with Barbara and me over the last uh, four years. Uh, Perry is an engineer, a lecturer on the healing power of pyramids, and is an award-winning women's empowerment entrepreneur. Uh, Perry's website is perrypetrie.com. Hi, David. Hi, Perry. How, how, how are you two tonight? Hey, Mark. Hey. Hey, David. Hi there. Um, yeah, the the weather no, is the yeah show. the weather is great today. I'm really looking forward to the show. It's going to be a lot of fun, and and we have uh, some some really neat topics to delve into tonight. Um, you know, we do not need to summarize all the recent radical global turmoil, but uh, maybe we can use this show as a way to introduce balance and other alternative strategies for more effective ways of coping. Um, Mm -hmm. For example, if listeners saw Lenore Pfeffer's Facebook uh, music stream uh, today. Uh, she, you know, David's very, very familiar with her. She, uh, she about uh, crashed the studio when she was playing the singing bowls. But uh, you know, when she was doing her uh, sh- show today, you know, she's playing uh, 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 her her triangle. So, aren't kind of a lead into d- discussing the, the importance of triangles and you know, the triangle shape and pyramids found around the world. And Perry, in a, a recent uh, interview with Dr. Sam Osmonigich, mm-hmm. uh he, he's one of Barbara's favorite uh, guests. So um, maybe we'd start with the Bosnian uh, pyramid, of his, his dating of it suggests that it's going to deep antiquity. What mm-hmm. were the people discovering with the 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 shape of 
what were maybe you know some of the ritual and something like that you know what was going on there what are the people taking away from this experience of being at the Bosnian pyramid and you know we could look at all the other you know, pyramids that you visited your dad's uh, been to Egypt what have we been learning over the ages about pyramids? Um, sure. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be back on the show. Um, and I love You're always all the welcome. work that, <laughs> that Barbara and you put out there. And uh, I had a fascinating talk with uh, David. Uh, so um, I'm really excited about this. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, the first thing that you started off, you know, how uh, in this times, uh, what what are the methods or what are the alternative, um, you know, uh, tools or, uh, uh, you know, things that we can use uh, to help us create that balance in our life. And I think pyramids are definitely one of on, on, the, on my top of the list um, because of the amazing... Um, abilities of healing abilities that they have um also not just you know it's not just you know the spiritual side or the emotional side but also the physical and mental side is really uh something that absolutely changes the vibration the frequency and coming to bosnian pyramids um i mean bosnian pyramid is twice the size of the giza pyramid um and uh, wow. people who have been there uh, i mean i've spoken to numerous people there, um, incredible experiences of having healing, uh, you know, starting even from a headache to a cancer, think people have experienced healing abilities there. Um, and other than that, having uh, more, uh, getting more clarity in their, you know, in their heads, having that clear um, uh, vision of their purpose, uh, people who go there and meditate there or even sit under, under the pyramid. Um, to having a spiritual, um, you know, uh, awakening, spiritual uh, connection, spiritual, like uh, having their pineal gland activation, things like that. So it's pretty incredible. The powers are amazing. And it's definitely the shape power, the shape of the pyramid that is uh, behind, um, that is a technology behind all of this uh, abilities. And this is something that I've researched since last few years and there's so much so much information that every time I uh, get deeper I still feel like I'm just starting off um, and it's just it's just amazing I mean I'm very very fascinated about the subject so Pari maybe you can explain a little bit about the nature of pyramid energy and where you think it might even be originating from or what you think it might be is it maybe harnessing the energies or amplifying the energies yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's actually uh, both uh, harnessing and amplifying. So, um, I mean, going back to, I love uh, reading the science behind it. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. the first thing that we know that the prana, the chi, or, you know, whatever we call the source field, the biofield is all around, everywhere. Um, so, uh, this guy uh, called uh, uh, Nikolai Kozarev, the, the, he's a Russian scientist who was actually in uh, you know, in 1940s, he was 
Um, he was a scientist for the space program in uh, Russia, and then he was put in the concentration camps then because all scientists were considered a threat to the communism. Uh, they didn't want anybody who is, uh, you know, uh, well-read. So because they they feared that they will know the real be- reason behind the communism. So they took all the scientists and put them in the concentration camps, and so did Nikolai Kozarev. He was in for about 10 years inside the uh, camp. And that's where he had a great uh, revelation, spiritual revelation, in fact. That's where he started figure, uh, understanding the concept of uh, time uh, itself. And the torsion field, this is a term that he coined, um, came into play. Like he, he said that the time itself is actually a torsion field. Everything that we see, the, it, 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 the gravity is a torsion field. Um, and this torsion uh, basically is... Um, is, is everywhere and uh, um, it's actually working as creating that, you know, uh, prana itself uh, or the cosmic energy or whatever that we call. And the pyramid shape, and he has done extensive research on that, the pyramid shape, what it does is it's like the upside down funnel. It, it uses, it's a torsion field created that amplifies the source energy, um, which is now at a higher vibration. So it's, it, it, it amplifies. Uh, uh, do, do we lose her? Uh, I can't hear her. No, I can't hear her either, but she's still apparently on the switchboard. Hmm. Well, if, if okay. Perry, if, if you can hear us, maybe you should call in, in again. In a physical object be- oh. changes. Oh, there you are. We lost you for a while. Oh, did you lose me? Yeah, oh, we lost about, you. Were just about 20 you were seconds. The, yeah. Oh, and, But okay. you were discussing the issue of the torsion field within the pyramids and how it helps create the energy and it helps, uh, I guess, fold time. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, I can. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was just saying that how he started discovering about this torsion fields and the pyramids actually are uh, generating this torsion fields and amplifying the energy, amplifying the cosmic energy. So anything we put under a pyramid actually changes the molecular structure of the object, physical object. It started with experimenting with razor blades um uh you know uh, with Karil Darbal he even has a patent actually created a razor sharpener a Cheops razor sharpener uh which was uh, pretty amazing and and this it's it just when we start looking into it the russian science uh, it's it's incredible about how amazing the power of the shape does to you know uh things around us and it seems like it seems as though scale doesn't really matter, but, you know, if the Bosnian pyramid is twice the size of Cheops, what do you think is going on there? Yeah, I mean, definitely there, there is a huge, uh, you know, it, it is a definitely a huge, uh, when we see from a spiritual perspective, it's a portal or, you know, vortex that has been created. And now pyramids are being found everywhere. Um, it's just not just in Bosnia, there are pyramids, 
in Indonesia, their pyramids, and of course in you know Mexico and Mesoamerica, uh, their uh-huh. pyramids in U.S. Um, you know, uh, one of the ones, the Cahokia Mounds, that was the ancient one that was one discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're everywhere. It's, it's, you know, that's interesting. One of the interesting things, the cultures, back time, they never met each other. They don't know, uh, you know, all this technology being shared. But yet, everybody built pyramid structures, not a rectangle, not a square, but a pyramid. So that's the interesting point that I like how all these civilizations have built these pyramid shapes how did they get this information uh, without having this I mean like internet or whatever that we have right now how did they communicate when Maria Wheatley's been a guest with us uh, you know she's talked about Stonehenge and Avebury the Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, kind kind of rudimentary uh, compared to the later uh, pyramids, but um, uh, she also uh, d- discussed that some some of these stone circles were, uh, you know, it's like early hospitals. And yeah, yeah. You've been saying the same thing, you know, uh, you know with pyramids. The you know, going from like the oval shape or uh, circular oval shape to, uh, you know, the triangular shape is creating the same uh, healing properties. Um, and you know, people people are having the uh, Epiphanies, awakenings, more clarity, mm-hmm. um, and you, know, you also uh, bring up in your in one of your uh, videos about the uh, is the corner or a, a face of Cheops faces true north uh, how does that fit in with um, your understanding of the pyramids um, so yeah so that in the when we study these pyramids uh, especially the, the Cheops pyramids they were all faced true north uh, one of the faces is faced true north and um, the from the research they say that that's where they see the maximum um, effects of the pyramids and also one in in the book the signs of uh, the the the, the cosmo the the signs of pyramids are written by Patrick Flanagan he mentions that if, uh, uh, you know when they started studying about the time of the pyramids that were built. Uh, it looked like the the true north was actually it coincided with the magnetic north at when the pyramids were built. So that's pretty interesting because when we do experiments now, um, there's a lot of science behind why magnetic north because it's it's a electromagnetic uh, um, uh, forces that are working in alignment with that uh, pyramids as well. So when we face a, a, a pyramid, when we do experiments like putting, you know, charging your water or 
um, maybe preserving food, things like that, or razor blades, putting a razor blade underneath. When you um, face one of the sides to magnetic north, we see the effect maximum. But when we are building pyramids, like in India, we have built uh, the organization that I am uh, affiliated with, the Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement, um, has, we have built uh, about 20,000 pyramids um, for, solely for meditation. And uh, one of the key uh, aspects is that they are all uh, facing true north. One of the sites is facing true north. And that's when, with the research, that they have seen that this is the best that uh, um, we can align with to get the maximum effect of the pyramid. Um, so since we can't align, we can't build a pyramid uh, to magnetic north because that's going to be changing, uh, you know, all the time. So the best next thing is is aligning with true north. And there are many theories. I mean, uh, you know, some say, uh, you know, you know, it's the true north that's the best. Some say it's a magnetic north. That's a discussion which is ongoing. It's only when we start experimenting we'll start seeing, you know, for uh, for ourselves what exactly is the right thing. Okay, is there a a certain dimension that is more effective than others? You know, most of these pyramids found um, across the the world, is there, like you said, the Bosnian pyramids that like twice the size of – uh, you know, the uh, Cheops pyramid. Are, are are there other pyramids that are half the size of uh, Cheops? You know, is there like a pattern in numbers or the sides all you know, like the same angle? Is you know, just kind of looking for some kind of pattern in uh, dimensions and. <clears throat> what what if effect that has on people? Well, yeah, I mean the basic um, the the basic requirement for the the Giza pyramid is the angle that has to be definitely the most important thing that we need to be mindful about, and it's fifty one uh, degrees fifty one minutes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the angle of uh, Giza fifty one degrees. You know. 51 degrees, and there is a variation between 51 or 82. Um, that's a Cheops. When we see other pyramids, um, like the Russian pyramid, uh, the angle is steeper. Uh, the, the sides are steeper. So the angle over there is 76 degrees, three, uh, three four, five minutes. Uh, so there are different angles, and what we see with these different pyramids is, is again, um, you know, different effects of whether it's Russian, the Nubian pyramids, which are in Sudan, have 72 uh, degrees uh, angle. So the Giza pyramid is the only one which has this um, 51 degrees, and all the pyramids, even the Bosnian pyramid, is the same angle. The angle uh, that we use to build pyramids in India is 51 degrees. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so it's all, so the basic is the angle. Once we get the angle right, that's where the frequency modulation happens with the angles of the, you know, of the, of the shape. Um, and there are, and we can 
you know, absolutely build them at our home. Uh, with a, you know, I know, I remember David mentioned that he, he was building pyramids uh, with paper. Um, and the only uh, important thing is to keep in mind is the anger. Hey, Polly, I kind of would like to go back a little bit and just ask this question and whether or not you might even know it. But, you know, when you read ancient mythology, you hear about the gods coming down and sharing ideas or helping us out in some way. Do you think Mm -hmm. that the pyramids might have been a revelation to our ancestors? Or do you think that there might have been something going along, something happening in the ground like a ley line, and then, you know, certain people got activated and they had these ideas that maybe the pyramid would help create an amplification of the energies? Do you have any thoughts or understanding about kind of the origins of where the pyramids um, like came from and what our ancestors might have been trying to tap into? Um, yeah, I mean, yes, um, definitely. You know, this is, again, my personal belief uh, about how pyramids came through. Uh, there are many, many uh, theories about it. Um, I definitely believe, I mean, of course, we are all from different planets. We are all from different galaxies. Um, and... Um, the pyramids, you know, were uh, from uh, a technology from a, it's a very, very advanced technology. And it's not something that uh, even engineers from the the most, the best engineers from modern time put that together now, the Cheops pyramids. It's such an incredible engineering. Um, so this advanced technology definitely came from the, you know, the higher, you know, the, the other beings, um, and uh, when I and I do a lot of interviews, uh, you know, talking with the psychics or you know or the channelers, and the the most common answer that I received is uh, this technology was given to us by Pleiadians. The Pleiadians uh, gave us the technology. Yeah, hmm. that's the most uh, common uh, response that I've received from different channel uh, channelings. Um, and also, yeah, they were definitely here to uh, amplify, you know, create that. Uh, and as you said, mentioned the ley lines. Uh, the pyramid is built exactly in the middle of the ley lines, the 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 the, the vertical and the horizontal. The so the, there's a, so they're in an intersection. They're laid out on an intersection where these two yeah. energies are coming through. Uh huh. Yeah, and also <clears throat> in the book, one of the books that I've read, they, you know, it's also interesting point to see that the pyramids, I mean, if you know acupuncture, um, acupuncture, we use needles to, uh, you know, for at the exact uh, energy centers, you know, the meridians. Uh, pyramids are those needles on earth activating and, you know, balancing the energies around. So that was one of the interesting points that I've read. And, uh, Again, there are many other theories also, like, you know, using sound to elevate the stones, uh, you know, maybe in Atlantis, uh, a civilization, uh, this would have been done, that they use the sound to elevate the the stones and build it together with other higher density beings. So, yes, I definitely, and again, all this, you know, I definitely think that this this, this technology is not from Earth. It is, it is definitely from the other, uh, you know, civilization. And based off of some of the uh, channelers and the, and the psychics that you've spoken to, 
would there be, is there a reason why the Palladians were so willing to give us this technology? Hey, hey, David, I lost you. Oh, okay. So the question was, can you, you know, when me? you, yeah, I yes. can hear you. So can you hear us? Okay. So she Pari might have gone off again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's really she's really gone now. She's gonna have to call back in. Okay, let let me wait a minute, I've send got her. her. I've okay. Got her, okay, sorry. Um Okay. This okay. sounds like a better so, connection. Yes, yes, yes. So um you were asking a question, David, about the yes, candles. Yeah, I was I was asking the question, you know, based off of some of the people that you might have interviewed who are psychics or channelers, and it um, and they said that the uh, pyramid technologies came from the Palladians. So the question is, is there something about the Palladians that they wanted us to learn or know, uh, and that's why they gave us these these pyramids? So what is it that they were what were they trying to accomplish? Well. Um... I, w- I mean, I wouldn't know exactly what they want, but what my understanding is, uh, is about understanding our own power, um, that we absolutely can heal ourselves with our own consciousness, with our own awakening. So pyramids are just tools to amplify uh, what we have, what is within us. It's not, it's not some magic tool that, you know, it's just going to, um, enhance uh, or, you know, it, it just basically enhances what we have. Um, I've had many, uh, I've seen many people who go in there and, of course, you know, who have uh, great, great transformations as they meditate inside it. But it's a tool for, it's a, it's a, it's a temple for meditation. You know, that's, that's the best way to put it. Because the, the ultimate thing is that we need to go within ourselves. We need to be awakened to our own true power. And once mm-hmm. we raise into that uh, awakening or into that consciousness, pyramids can absolutely amplify us, take into different portals, different worlds. Um, and, and I have seen that happening um, with different people. Um, so pyramids are those um, connections uh, that, you know, that we can use it. It is a tool that we can use to amplify our, our own vibration. But at the end, it's back to us. It's it's our it it is us who needs to uh, who is a powerful creator. I mean, this is something that I say that you know we are the co-creators of this universe. Um, there's nothing outside of us. So when we start going within, when we start understanding who we are, where we come from, and uh, uh, and remember, you know, our own. Um, uh, godhood or you know the the power all these technologies then we start understanding how to work with them uh, because if I just give a pyramid uh, to one of my say corporate colleagues he wouldn't know what to do okay that most they would do is put it on a um, bananas or something to use it as preservation but pyramids are absolutely more than that uh, they are they are they, they are the channels to um, you know, uh, to our own source, uh, to uh, to our own, uh, un- you know, awakenings. So, for me, I I see that they are also 
they have this some uh, power that is really changing the environment because what we have seen this is a very true example in 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 a place called hyderabad in india uh, there is a there is a road um, which has a lot of accidents happening on that specific road all the time because of the traffic because of uh, you know the 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 location that is in there's always been a lot of traffic so what we have done working with the government guys is that we put these pyramids on the sidewalk on both sides uh, across the road um within months the this is this is like actual number nothing has changed but the number of accidents reduced um so there is something definitely happening and even in kashmir uh, we had a pyramid built and immediately after that built there was a whole new revelation happened that in kashmir in north india so there there is so much changes even from the from the environmental from the earth from the in, in the society the community that has been changing um, as we started building pyramids the vibration started shifting um and i can give the on and on examples in russia um when uh, they what they did was they put salt and pepper inside the pyramid and they took that salt and pepper and fed it to uh, inmates in a prison within time they started seeing elevated uh, emotions of kindness and love so what it did it was it basically elevated our vibration because in higher vibration we have those uh that those emotions so there's so much you know research or so much evidence that we start seeing that it's just incredible um of what it is actually doing to the planet so for me what i believe is is actually raising our vibration but but it's it's not just a pyramid we need to start meditating we need to start going within and really understanding uh who we are because i don't want to promote pyramid as another healing tool uh you know uh and you know you and create the dependency or anything as crystals or pyramids because i work with all of them my main goal is to awaken that you know we are the creators we absolutely create our own realities and these are all the tools advanced tools that we can use to enhance our lives to enhance our experience in our in our on on earth I don't know if I answered that question but that's that's my perception of what pyramids are. Well, I think that that's, you know, that's a really really insightful and smart answer. And I want to just kind of just maybe go down this just a little bit further and ask is there anything that's special within the king's chamber within Cheops that helps us even go further? I mean, if is there something there's a resonant pow, uh, pattern within that particular chamber that even amplifies the power even more yes yeah yeah absolutely uh the king's chamber which is the 3/4 of the pyramid um that's where uh the maximum uh, uh you know the effects have been seen um so in every pyramid that we built uh, there is a king's chamber um and exactly the 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 dimensions are important again um uh, the height of the king's chamber um and this is where when you meditate uh you I mean it it's a it's a whole uh, it's like the potent energy right there and also on the top of the pyramid of the in the apex we have a crystal so the crystal is basically the um the most recommended crystal is a clear quartz to put a clear quartz uh, right up uh, at the apex so it amplifies 
the energy uh, inside the pyramid. Um, so yeah, King's Chamber is definitely uh, something um, that we have seen with uh, with the highest concentration of effects. Uh, like when you go sit there, you will you will definitely see the difference. And I understand that the King's Chamber, and correct me if this is wrong, but the proportions are one squared times two squared times three squared. So that's one four nine. Is that correct? Okay. So um, one, one unit wide, four units tall, nine units long. Um, well, that depends on the size of the actual pyramid. Um, so um, I, you know, on top of the mind, I don't remember that, but I can definitely okay. check uh, with our engineer, uh, you know, who does that um, to give the exact proportion because I don't want to say something and which is not right right now. Um, yeah, well, that's but, just part of my, you know, I've, I'm a builder. I've done a lot of building, and right. so I just love all those ratios. So right. all I, remember I remember reading about that. Yeah, all I I teach, you know, all I remember is the angles, which are definitely the the right angles, um, you know, the, the, the ones that I am very concerned about. But, yeah, I, you know, I have the whole resources, like how how it should be built, whether it's a cardboard or different uh you know sizes um and based on the size of the pyramid uh we designed the king's chamber how it how the height of the king's chamber how big it should be well you know believe it or not there's also within the flower of life um with all the circles you know the circles within the mm-hmm. circles and the intersecting circles so that flower of life when you connect uh, a center point from one circle to another to another, and then you go up one, it turns out that that angle is the same angle that you would find, as I understand it, in the king's chamber. So even in the flower of life, there's this pattern that, as I understand it, the Egyptians were using. Yeah, for, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the, and also the golden angles, they call it, uh, the height with the base uh the phi ratio, which is again seen in uh-huh. every, in, in everywhere in the nature in the universe, that's also yeah. embedded in the pyramid. As I also was reading about it, it's like the golden uh, uh, triangle, or excuse me, the uh, spiral was the layout on a large, large scale of a lot of important. Um, Egyptian buildings. So if you look at like a hundred miles square, you would see buildings laid out in this golden spiral. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah. they're really connected to the energies of the ground and, and to geometric shapes and forms. It's just really quite remarkable. And now we're talking about the nature of frequency and sound and whatnot and, and healing. So <laughs> I know yeah. it, it all just keeps getting more and more interesting. Of course, water, I'm sure, played some role within those pyramids as well. Uh, but, you know, with kind of moving on, though, yeah, how is it that I – how do you want me, if I were to get a pyramid or even build a pyramid, what, what can I expect from some of the energies and what should I do? How should I start working with the energies of the pyramid? You know, how can I apply it in my life? Um, that's a great question, and this is something that I am very passionate about introducing pyramids in our everyday life. So the first thing that I would suggest is, um, you know, there are plenty of resources uh, to on how to build a pyramid, free resources out there, um, and all, uh, where uh, you can just 
build a pyramid, whether it's a cardboard, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, maybe, uh, you know, maybe wood, wooden pyramid or something. Um, you can start using that, uh, putting that in your bedroom or in your meditation room when you're meditating. Or the one thing that I always, always do because I love, you know, I'm a, I, I, I work with women in um, coaching them with the uh, on manifestation, like really, really uh, changing your programming, uh, reprogramming your subconscious mind, and creating or attracting the life they, that you absolutely want. And one of the most uh, absolute uh, uh, tool that I use is pyramids. So how do we do that? The one thing that I that I recommend is drink uh, pyramid charged water. So you put. Uh, so what we do is we take a glass of water, and not plastic, uh, in, not water in a plastic cup, but in a glass, uh, in a glass. Um, uh, I, I, when you're working uh, to reprogram, uh, it's best to use filtered water or distilled water. So there's no programming, inbuilt programming within water uh, with, that comes with chemicals. Um, so you take that water uh, and you put the pyramid on top of it, cover it as a, you know, as a lid and leave it for eight hours. So I would leave it, uh, I would put it in the night and leave it for eight hours. Uh, the first thing in the morning I would do is think about my goal, my intention, and and then and drink that water. Now, if you want to go advanced, you also can do is you can take a write, put a label on that glass, and write exactly what is that your intention is. You know, say uh, if you're if you you know say for me like you know I would do I I used to do like I want two you know two clients in two days or whatever like ten k whatever, you know, or money or relationship, whatever that you want to really get specific and put it on there, on the glass. Um, as Dr. Emoto Masaru, uh, the Japanese um, a guy, yes. uh, who, a scientist who, you know, who, who um, told us that water. water can be programmed. Um, and and, and it all, it, it's, a, it's a very, it's a highly programmable thing. So based on what the words, based on the music, it, it gets crystallized and creates a sacred geometry. So when we start putting words on the water, on the glass, it gets programmed. Um, and we can also put crystals, say if you're working on confidence, working on getting self-esteem, putting some citrine, clear quartz, um, and green aventurine would be great. Just and also I'm throwing in crystals, but you have to be mindful about what are toxic and what are not. The crystals that I'm just mentioned are safe to put it in water directly. Um, and the, for crystals that cannot be put in water, there are ways on how you can get that infuse that energy without actually touching the water. So uh, put those crystals and then put the pyramid. I mean, you are making a really really high potent um, programming tool that is going to be going directly into your body, and your body is, what, 70% water, so you're programming yourself. So this is one of my most favorite ways of using a pyramid. And the second thing is, again, putting that if you are having not good sleep, uh, you know, and it, 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 it really transmutes the electrical smog around us into uh, in a positive energy. Um, so that's one thing that I highly recommend, like organ pyramids are great for electrical smog. Uh, they take uh, so the the two terms that the inventor of organ talks about is positive organ, dead organ. 
positive organ is the 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 life force the good the energy that is used that is used for creating life the dead organ is the damaged organ because of you know the radiation around or the 5g the wi-fi all these things around the the microwave radiation um or even negative thoughts the toxic toxic thoughts uh, emotions uh if they are really inside uh, you know they are not cleared that can create dead organ so when we bring a organ pyramid uh it again transmutes that dead organ into positive organ um so which is great for our, our homes just putting the pyramids around in the home you start seeing the difference um in your house in your bedrooms in your kitchens i put a, a pyramid right on top of my stove uh so when i'm cooking i put an intention that the energy is actually going into the food that i'm going to eat so i have i always create mindful about uh, you know having charged uh, food on my table so when i'm feeding my children i'm i know that i'm giving them uh high vibrational food so these are like very basic things that we can do and can get the benefit of these pyramids any suggestions for like a little bit bigger pyramid that might be in your yard? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Big, having a pyramid on the yard in the yard is great. Uh, it, it totally changes the environment of your whole house. Um, you will start seeing it, um, and and also meditating, having that as a meditation space would be great. Uh, even uh, the growth of the plants, you will start seeing a difference. Um, so yes, that's definitely a great idea. To have a pyramid yes. in the yeah. Do you recommend stone or copper? Yeah, for me the Giza pyramid, I recommend. Um, I mean, even if you don't have complete copper, if you just even have the capstone as copper, you will start seeing the difference. And, and you've even mentioned uh, cardboard works. Mm-hmm. Can, could could you discuss some of the other? Uh, mediums that people can use if they want to build um, a pyramid yeah. in the living room or outside. Yeah, you, know, uh, you and you have a uh, number of the pyramid tents across in, right. India as well. You, uh, you know, those are some uh, beautiful structures that your organization made. Yeah, um, I mean, you can, yeah, cardboard is good. Uh, we actually give out ca- cardboard uh, pyramids out when we do meditation events. So people can just try it out and see, just the beginners. Um, um, stone stone pyramids, uh, wood wooden pyramids. Um, we, they're also plastic pyramids. Um, but if you are, like, if I give a plastic pyramid to a beginner, it probably, uh, you know, they might, they probably we'll see the uh, the changes but but uh you know uh, if i give a pyramid a plastic pyramid to say a person who is very sensitive to energies they will notice the difference that um between a plastic and a copper pyramid um um so like personally i don't prefer plastic um that's again because there are many um evidences that plastic attracts positive ions um which is not good for us um so and we don't so when i'm working with a pyramid and i don't even so and there are also research is not conclusive yet about how uh if the positive ions that is attracting 
uh, the, that the plastic is attracting, how is it working with the distortion, with the frequencies of the shape of the pyramid. So this is something that, you know, uh, it's a personal experience that we can start experiencing with what really works for us um, versus because I know some people, they, they like plastic as well, uh, just to begin with. But as you get advanced, as you, as you start getting more, you know, uh, sensitive with this energies and frequencies, you would uh, start, you would know, you know, the, the material that you would want to work with. And most often that I heard was the copper, even with the copper capstone. And this was also shown in many uh, books, like um, when you connect, uh, when your brain is connected to, uh, you know, uh, the brain scanning um, ECG, and then what they did was they put a uh, they put a person inside a pyramid, and it's just the tube. It's not even the solid structure. Um, and made them meditate. Um, and what they saw was, as soon as they were meditating inside a pyramid, the alpha and theta wavelengths started really, really amp- amplifying. Then they did meditation outside the pyramid. So that clearly showed that when when they were inside the pyramid. Um, the, the brainwave state starts uh, changing and it gets amplified very fast. And that's the reason why why we recommend to sit inside a pyramid and meditate because most often we hear people talking, oh, I can't concentrate, I can't, you know, it's, my mind runs like a monkey or whatever, you know, so many excuses. So when you sit inside a pyramid and meditate, it, it really helps you amp up, uh, you know, you to get to that brainwave state um, that is, uh, where you know you start uh, releasing stress or start reprogramming. Um, the other ways that we can get there also is by using essential oils. You know, when you de-excite our nervous system, that's when we start getting into meditation that theta wavelength faster. But pyramids are those tools that can amp up that process. So that's one of the reasons why we build pyramids for meditation. Um, but uh, to a question, yeah, any any material should be fine um, as long as, you know, you start. Any material for a beginner is fine, cardboard, plastic, whatever you can get, just to get to, um, you know, get used to those those frequencies. And, and, you know, while we've been talking about the angles of the pyramids, uh, Barbara sent, sent me a note uh about the Marcel Vogel crystals are cut on the same angle that the uh, pyramids are uh, built on. So right. I thought that was I- I- interesting. How it's not always you know these huge bulking structures and get uh, smaller, smaller. You know, you know, like handheld crystals also have the same right. angles and you know, seem to be creating the same uh, effects. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the, another thing that, uh, you know, I use, um, I'm also an energy worker. So when I do energy work, I actually, like when we work on um, chakra balancing or things like that, uh, we can, for, for all the energy workers out there who's listening right now, this can be a game changer. So when we put crystals on our energy centers, on the chakras, that's, one, that's the way we start balancing and, you know, do uh, body layouts. 
we can add another layer by adding the pyramid, a smaller uh, pyramid on top of the crystals or use a crystal pyramid as well, so which really amplifies the effect. Um, for in the crystal world, the pyramid, uh, the shape of the pyramid means receiving the energy. Um, so like a point is actually directing the energy outside, but in a, the pyramid shape, um, in the crystal world, when we start working with crystals, it's actually receiving. So it's great for people who are caregivers, who are, you know, mothers or, you know, newly new moms or who are caregivers. This is great so that they can start receiving more and more energy. And when, you know, the exhaustion that they feel, they will start seeing the difference with that, um, you know, when they start working with crystal pyramids. Um, but uh, we have, yeah, small two-by-two-sized pyramids. Uh, uh, yeah, we, I call them as chakra pyramids. So the, you can, that's a copper pyramid, a solid copper two-by-two two pyramid. Um, so you can you put that on top of a crystal when we do body layout so that it am, amplifies the effects of uh, energy work. And also, in fact, other thing, you can, if, if it's a massage therapist, they can put a pyramid under the table. So when the person is giving a massage or body work or energy work, whatever they're doing, it, they will see that it amplifies the effects. So it's, it's, a, it's a really a tool that everybody can start using in whatever uh, field they are. But, and you're referring to a pyramid as the four-sided pyramid. Is that correct, as opposed to a three-sided? Yes, it's a four-sided. Okay. Yeah. Mark, you going to say? Yeah. Oh, probably... Yeah, it probably was two years ago when we had our first uh, phone call, and you know, I di- didn't realize that you were vacationing in England. So, so, so yeah, it's like yeah, we, uh, you know, wait. You know, Konya actually get you know pretty late at, at night, um, but but that was our first. Uh, uh, yeah, discussion and you know, you are you know, in England. Uh, you know, how are people around uh, the globe and you know all these uh, places where uh, you know, you've done your business travels? Uh, how are they? Um, Embracing these concepts are are they pretty open to uh, these new ideas or yeah they're uh, yeah they, they they've been agreeing with uh, yeah you know, these ideas for a long time uh, how are other cultures um, embracing the, these concepts um, well. Um they in fact i mean when i when we do uh, meditation events in different countries uh, all the people that we talk to they absolutely absolutely uh, understand first thing is everything that we are talking and they know about it they have read somewhere or they have you know they have this information 
Um, and uh, people absolutely resonate. We have built uh, now pyramids in Vietnam, Indonesia, um, one in Europe, um, I believe in Croatia. I mean, these are all small pyramids, not the ones that we have in India, the big ones where 5,000 people can fit. But these are smaller ones. But, yes, they do have uh, they do have this understanding and what basic, we you know, the pyramid, they have read somewhere or they have seen, known about uh, the, the power of pyramids. But when we start getting deeper into, like, really giving them the experience, of giving them a pyramid hat or something to sit under and meditate, that's when they start seeing the difference. Even when I did a expo in New York, in the New York Expo, Life Expo, uh, we put mm-hmm. a pyramid in our booth, uh, like an open pyramid with the tubes, and we just asked, you know, just come in and try it out and see for yourself. And people would just walk in there, they would stop, they would sit inside the pyramid, and they would be like, yeah, I even though it's so chaotic uh, around here, I could still sit and meditate. I could still, you know, um, get into that zone. So so it's, it's about when people start really sitting there and experiencing it, that's when they start uh, really, you know, believing it. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing to see uh, that response everywhere now. Um, people are talking about this. The organization now has been uh, in, Aust- you know, in Australia, New Zealand, China. We are just doing all these events now with all these different countries. Uh, Romania, in Romania, there's a person called Christian- Christiana Eltroyan. She's a, um, she's a pranic healer um, who works with Just Muhin um, and other, you know, pranic healing leaders. Um, she, the, the one big thing they all talk about is the pyramids, the vortexes that the pyramids is actually creating on Earth. And people can go to uh, pyramidseverywhere.org and see samples of what you're talking about. And you have... Uh, or some of those biggest uh, tent pyramids, the ones with uh, the, the five thousand, where the five thousand people can uh, s- sit in there and meditate. Mhm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was just really uh, uh, astounded with those photos. Are they all being kind of guided by, you know, a teacher and um, kind of a, are they talking about kind of how to meditate and where to go, and what to think about in these yeah, like big groups? Yeah, yeah this, this organization was founded by my father. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Subhash Patri um, and they call him as Brahma Sri Patriji um, back in 1990. Um, and uh, the the main purpose of this organization is to teach meditation to every person, every nook and corner of the planet. That was his vision. And the second thing is teaching about plant-based food, uh, teaching about um, how that uh, amplifies the effects of our of our lives. Um, and the third aspect is the pyramid energy, pyramids building solely for meditation. So this was his mission back in 1990. He was uh, he was an agricultural officer. He quit his job, and one fine day he said, "You know what? I'm gonna 
uh, this is my purpose. I'm going to teach to everybody. Uh, and, and he decided to do that without charging money. So everything since then, he started anybody who would, uh, he would see, he would be like, hey, come here, sit here and meditate. And that's how he started one person, two person, three person. Um, and today there are millions of people doing this meditation in India um, and across right now. So, uh, and, and the main mission or the main, the meditation is easy. Uh, it, there, there are no levels in such advanced or basic or whatever. There's only one simple technique. It's, the, it's a Buddhist technique. Uh, it's called Anapanasati. That means in-breath, out-breath, and union. So basically observing our in-breath and out-breath, focusing on our breath and allowing and, uh, you know, gently bringing when, we, when the mind wanders, gen- gently bringing back to the breath. There is no chanting. There is no, uh, you know, having a God's image in your visualizing. Nothing as such. It's just you and your breath. There's, it's not. It's a non-religious, non-cult. You know all of that stuff, um, and that's a, that's it. This is the this basic information. He went to every village, every house, every town, uh, by walk, by bus, whatever he could find since 1990 to teach this meditation um, and build pyramids. And the first pyramid came up in 1990, uh, where 300 people can sit. That's that's when I was. I, I really grew up in that pyramid. Um, I used to meditate for eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours continuously in that in that pyramid, um, and that's how, yeah, that's how my childhood was was actually in the pyramid meditating. That's all I knew. Yeah, I, I know. Um, when I was younger, I was out playing sports. You were meditating. <laughs> hey, so, <laughs> so, so uh, tell yeah. me why why meditation. Well, meditation, breath, the, the concept is that breath is our teacher. Breath is where we, we go within. We go within us. Meditation is the process to go within um, to our source uh, to really know who we are, to really understand that we are the creators. Again, going back to that, we are all gods. So we, the one thing that we teach to any person who comes and learns meditation is we are all masters. There is no teacher-follower relationship. Everybody is a leader. Everybody is a master. So every person who learns meditation goes out there and teaches meditation. It's not like a guru, like my father is a guru and only he has to initiate or whatever. That's not the concept. Everybody is a master. Everybody can teach because we are all from the source and we are all one. So that's the basic concept of what we teach. So meditation is the way to go within and realize that there is no death, that we are just, the physical body is just a vehicle that is here um, to have an experience, uh, the 3D matrix experience. Um, Death is just a transition um, to go back where we came from to explore other worlds. So understanding that realization that death is just transition, understanding the concept of karma and all of that, understanding that we create our own realities. All these um, uh, uh, expansion of consciousness, expansion of awareness happens when we start meditating, when we start going within, shutting the external world. Um, so that's why meditation. So it's one of the most important things. And, and I teach in science as well. I go to corporates and teach meditation, but I talk more science there 
about how brains, uh, you know, work with meditation. Uh, but it's really, you know, it's our connection to our own godhood. It's uh, seeking the, my father always says that saying, the Bible saying, the seeking the kingdom of God within. Um, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's about going mm-hmm. within and, and seeking that kingdom of God is through meditation. You know, Indian tradition has, is very long and it deals with the nature of self-discovery. So, you know, can you um, explain a little bit about you know, what the self-discovery is? I, I have a, you know, I have an understanding of it, but I just think that maybe you would have a, you can bring to light from your perspective of what that means to you. And, and also, what does the map look like? You know, once you start going in within, you know, what does that look like? So, well, the map looks like is once we start meditating, we understand, we start understanding, uh, you know, having that uh, expansion of our perceptions. So for me, when I say, when I talk about frequencies or vibrations, all of that is, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a difference in perception as our perception shifts, our frequency shifts, you know, when I see uh, say, for example, if I didn't know about reincarnation, I didn't know about past lives, um, and I, I see that this life is the only life I have, and and I'm, you know, it's like I'm, you know, things happen in our life. We, li- we attract people in life. We don't know why we attract. Uh, people die in our life, and that, again, creates that whole grief thing. Um, and we, we ha- live in a lot of um, unknown. Like, there's a lot of things that we do not know we understand and we seek to understand. Um, but when we start understanding about past life, about reincarnation, um, our perception shifts, then we get go into a bigger picture. I, I read the book Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss when I was a kid. And when I read that book, I, I was, oh my goodness, I was like amazed. Like that really opened up a lot in me. Like, Things like this is not just it. You know, we we attract people into our lives based on our past lives as well. Things happen for a reason, um, and and it's nothing just happens. Nothing is just a coincidence. So understanding that that perception shift increases our awareness, increases our frequency. So we have more compassion towards other people, towards the things that happen to us. Uh, so that is the key: is expanding the that compassion within us understanding like you know not judging others like we understand people better we communicate better we don't live judging other people that why this person has done that why that person because me i am an indian this life but i may be a black person in my last maybe a white person in my last life i may be born in china in my one of my life so i have been there i have experienced all of that so when i have that understanding in this life, I will stop judging others. I will stop. I will live with more compassion with each other. So that's one of the keys that when we start increasing our awareness, we become more love-based and our and more heart-centered. And the way we start looking at each other starts shifting. So that's one of the keys of what what happens. What what happens when we go within is that map is that our, our, our perception starts shifting, our frequency starts shifting, and we become more, uh, that's, you know, that's how what we call the light workers is, is going within and becoming that light and activating yes. that compassion mode. 
um, and not yeah. judging others. Yeah, I've noticed that, that that's what happened with me. It's just like my mind starts to open. I have a, a longer vision. I can start seeing mm-hmm. things, and my heart starts to open, and you can just start feeling uh, more energy, more people, more, you know, you know, I've just found myself more compassionate to animals and plants and others. And right. Um, but, you know, I want to – I would like maybe you can go ahead and describe a little bit about this, this idea, but, you know, can you tell us a little bit about what, like, self-discovery is? You know, what is it – what is that and what am I discovering? Okay. So my definition may be a little different. Uh, so for me, self-discovery is just – just um, expressing myself um, in the moment. And I'm always discovering uh, experiences um, in the moment. Um, it is, see, I, I, all, I know already that I am a master. I am the source. I am the co-creator. So there's nothing that for me to realize or for me to um, remember or go back. But for me now, the self-discovery is, what are the different experiences or shades that I can experiment with? So there are three things. One is first experiment. Second thing is we start experimenting things. Like we start, um, you know, um, doing things or exper- doing things in our lives, getting out of our fears, do, uh, uh, getting out of our comfort zone and experimenting. The second thing is experiencing. Is now once we start experimenting, we start experiencing. And when we experience, we expand. We have more information, more knowledge, or more wisdom. So these are the three yeah. things for me. Self discovery is, is experiment, experience, and expand. So and all of that is happening in the now moment. Is when we again, the self discovery starts with with no judgment and no attachment. We are here not judging myself. How can I do this, or why am I doing this? Um, the this present moment the moment right now is completely different from the moment that we started this conversation. It's a completely new moment. So with me not judging myself, just experimenting and accepting who I am and and having that experience is for me a self-discovery, constant self-discovery. Every second I'm discovering myself. That's my definition. Those three three ideas are experience, experiment, and expand. Experiment, experience, and expand. So first is experiment. First, we need to have I the courage that. to experiment. Great. Yeah, <laughs> that is how I discover. Like you know, it's we unless we experiment, we are not gonna know have that experience. And uh, an experience is what we are here in this matrix to have an experience of what it is to be a father, what it is to be a mother, what it is to be uh, living in America. Um, being a white guy or a black guy or an Indian or a Chinese, whatever that is, is different perceptions, different experiences. And we are all here to do that because we know who we are. We are the masters. So it's just, it's that the famous, you know, the popular thing. We are here, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So we are yeah. here having a human experience. And, and you mentioned. Uh, a plant-based diet mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. Um, you know, so, several of my friends have posted, oh, I'm going to be um, 
eating right to boost my immune system instead of taking the vaccines and yeah, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, as you know, the, the, this virus thing unfolds even more, but um, yeah, I I think more people are. Looking in that uh, direction for uh, uh, you know better nutrition instead of more medications. Um, what does uh, this plant-based diet do for people? Um. Well, that's a whole uh, big subject. Um, plant-based food is, I mean, there's so much research. There's a whole website, plantbasedresearch.org, um, where we talk about how uh, it's actually the most, um, you know, completely shifts us, uh, you know, from a health standpoint of view, from an energy standpoint of view, everything. Uh, just, you know, the Campbell, uh, the guy who did research on cancer in China, that was one of the major studies where, you know, what he figured out was the, the meat eating is, is actually the source where there was a lot of cancer in China. Uh, I believe it was in 19, I don't know, 1980s or so. Um, he has a whole book website on that. And now there's so much of research about plant-based food, how it's absolutely uh, the diet required uh, for for having the per, the health that we want, having more energy, having, um, you know, having no diseases. I stopped. Uh, I was. I am. I was a vegetarian all my life. I was born that. I was born into a family uh, of vegetarians, and I chose to be vegetarian afterwards. Uh, but recently, like two years, uh, like a year back, I, I I had thyroid issues and all of that stuff, um, and because of my pregnancy. And then um, I read about plant-based food, about, you know, what it does. Um, and I, I thought, okay, let me give it a try and see what happens. Um, I gave up dairy, you know, cheese, butter, everything to do with dairy. But after three months, uh, I get, went and checked up and I, my thyroid was gone. It was as if it never, nothing was there. I used to take a Synthroid for it. That's one of the most popular, you know, medication for it and the doctor actually said was she was uh, actually encouraged me who who to get into plant-based food vegan food she was like this is exactly what we recommend for people with arthritis for people with diabetes uh thyroid every disease uh, can be uh, can be eliminated just by with our diet just by and again, when I say diet, we have to be mindful about what we eat. Just eating junk food, just eating potatoes all the time would not work. So we need to eat more plants, more green food, more greens, nuts, avocados, things like that, having a proper diet. And it also affects our mental mental status. We think more clearly. We um, and, and from a spiritual kind of point, that is the best thing for meditation. So you're more, um, again, uh, from a spiritual standpoint, it's about going back to the compassion that we talked about. Uh, loving everything, loving nature, loving birds. Birds are, are our friends. Animals are our friends. Uh, you know, fishes are our friends. 
So we cannot, we treat them as we treat our own, you know, neighbors, as we treat our, our own kind. So that's the compassion part is when we start. Um, I've seen many meditators who are eat, meditating. When they start meditating, they automatically start repelling eating meat. Um, and that's the compassion thing that we talk about is elevating, you know, being in that mode and treating everybody equal, treating everybody with compassion and love, uh, including animals, birds, and fishes, anything to do with physical heart, anything that has a physical heart. So, well, that's, yeah, so there's a whole book, a movie on Netflix, Game Changer, which is great to start if anybody's interested to start learning about it. That's one of the, you know, uh, best way to start, begin watching Game Changer. And there's Folks and Knives on Netflix, which they can start watching to get into it. Okay. And, and uh, David, in your book interviewing Jesus the man, uh, you mentioned that you know, there's the very real possibility that Jesus went to uh, India for more advanced studies. Um, you, know, you, you have the mustard seed a parable. Uh, so since we're um, talking a little bit about uh, cooking, uh, Perry, do you, do you have any recipes of um, you know, a quick side dish that would be vegan that uh, people would really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I know we talked about this. Um, so, uh, well, I can share a very basic uh, recipe uh, that can be used for any vegetable. Um, so, I, okay. I mean, I know most people like potatoes. I'm going to go with that potato fry. Um, and this recipe can be used for anything like eggplant, uh, carrots, any anything that you want. You can just switch the vegetable and use the same recipe. Um, so this is one of the recipes that we make at home all the time, uh, which is a, also comfort food. Um, so you would need, I'm going to give a very basic ingredients uh, for this recipe. Okay. Um, you would need uh, mustard seeds. <laughs> uh, mustard seeds are <laughs> yeah. something that goes in every... Yeah, I'm going to start with that because that goes in every dish that we make. Um, so we have mustard seeds and cumin seeds. Uh, mustard and cumin, these are the major ones that you would need. Um, and turmeric. Turmeric is something that we put in every dish that goes with every dish. Um, wow. Yeah, so you would need turmeric, cumin seeds and mustard seeds and some salt and uh, red chili powder. Of course, what kind of powder? Red chili red powder. Chi- oh, red chili powder. Yeah. I mean, we make it spicy so you can, you know, add that according to, you know, your level. Um, yes, I need some spicy, spicy food, and I like spicy food. But boy, it can okay. get hot. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, then you will like this. So basically, we cut, we take a potatoes and cut them into small cubes. Um, and we put a little bit of oil, uh, and first thing is, uh, in that little bit of oil, just like two spoons of oil, you put cumin seeds, you fry them, 
it will splutter. At that point, you would put cumin seeds. Uh, sorry, first you would put mustard seeds, and then you would put cumin seeds. Um, and then throw in some, if you want onions, you can throw in some onions and, and then, and then the potatoes. That's it. You saute them for a bit. Um, and then, then after like five minutes of sorting, you put turmeric and cook them. Uh, once they are ready, then put, uh, salt and red chili powder. That's it. Done. It's very, very simple. All right. There. There we go. There's Nightlight's first culinary arts segment. <laughs> and that's what you've been, oh, yeah. and you've been wanting that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Just get, and also, yeah, go, go to the archives and you can listen, uh, get, listen to uh, what was just said on how, how to prepare it. And in case you just uh, tuned in halfway through that cooking segment. Well, this sounds and, delicious. And <laughs> it is. It is delicious. Like, it's one of my – you can eat it with uh, rice. I mean, normally we eat it with rice or we call it as, um, you know, chapati, the bread. Um, so you can eat it with that. And also one thing that last you can add on, like seasoning, is um, put some cilantro. Cilantro is also something that we use for every dish. Uh, just uh, putting some cilantro just enhances the the flavor of that. Um, vegetable. So what do you do for some of the um, uh, food for ceremony or for, you know, something uh, on special days, special calendar days? What kind of food do you make for that? Wow. <laughs> you know? Okay. I do. Um, yeah? Yeah. There, there is so much that I can go on and on. Uh, and, and also, you know, uh, surprisingly, we have, like, so many varieties which is all vegetarian, like there's that you can really go crazy with 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 the ingredients with no meat. So, um, so it depends. So um, I come from South India. So the South Indian food, uh, the from at least from the family that I come from, is very simple. Like just the basic stuff that I just talked about. We use that in every cooking. Uh, we make vegetables like beetroot vegetables is one of my favorites. Um, carrots. So we take the basic vegetables and, you know, uh, saute and cook them or fry them. Uh, but my husband, he's from North India, the west of India, the Bo- Bombay. In India, every state has its own language. Every state has its own culture. Every state has its own cuisine. So when you start traveling, uh, if you go from one state to another, you'll see completely the, the style of dressing changes the language changes, the food changes. You won't get the same food that you ate in the other state. So it's very different. There's um, So from where he comes from, so for ceremonies or days, completely different set of food from what I make. So, for, so in our house, uh, if there is, a, say, a festival or something that is from my side, even every culture has its own festivals, its own uh, days of celebrations. So when something of my uh, comes, of my, you know, culture comes in, so then I prepare the food that I come from. And when his thing comes in, so we make food of his uh, state or his uh, culture. So it really depends on who you're, if you're talking to any Indian, it can be completely different. The recipe I gave is from South India. So this is, uh, in North India, they don't use uh, some some of the ingredients that I use. 
so so yeah it it really depends on who you're talking to where they are coming from and you know what their culture is do you like those types of festivals where you get to do a lot of cooking yeah i do love i mean it is fun to do a lot of cooking and we make a lot of desserts at home um so for me like south indians eat a lot of rice that's their staple food north indians eat a lot of bread the rotis or chapatis that we you know you normally get in a indian restaurant uh, and by the way whatever you eat in an indian restaurant a typical indian restaurant is not the food that we eat in our houses we eat that only at a restaurant we don't cook them at home Oh yeah, like no doll or vindaloo. That's all. That's yeah, not what you yeah. Cook. We don't make all of. The, yeah, we don't make them at home. We have a complete set of different. That's just for the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna have to come over to your house and try some of your food. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I would welcome all three of you to come and enjoy <laughs> some Indian food. That's, That's great. great. Okay. Well, I guess. <laughs> Well, we still have 35 minutes before we can uh, put our shoes on and he- head over there. So, Mark, did we cover your culinary uh, show segment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was very pleased. Thank, thank you very much. I uh, hope, hope that gets people started on a uh, – uh, yeah, just a new – a new little uh, side dish to uh, try out as they they begin eating eating more healthy food. But I, 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 I'm very appreciative. Thank you. But um, yeah, was, yeah, um, yeah. I do want to leave uh, a little bit of time to discuss. Um, yeah, your webinars uh, coming up, and uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, you, you know, you're back working with uh, Marta Thomas, and mm-hmm. you know you have some interesting speakers uh, c- coming up. Uh, I just want to save a little bit of time to discuss the uh, webinars you have planned for. Uh, the first half of the summer. Um, sure, I sure. Thank you for bringing this up uh, because this is something that I really wanted to mention so people can take advantage of that. Um, uh, so uh, I have initiated. Uh, we have started an organization, a nonprofit organization uh, called Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement Global. Um, and and this is where we I uh, Martha Thomas is our one of our directors of this organization, um, and uh, the purpose of this or the mission of this organization is to collaborate um, with other heart centric uh, organizations, individuals to promote uh, and co-create um, events to promote the message of meditation and compassion and pyramid science um, to the to the planet to the world. So. As a part of this, uh, as and when we started this organization, the COVID started. So we have switched completely into now the online-based events, which really has opened up a lot of lot of opportunity to connect uh, from across the globe. So we have uh, already started uh, doing events, and all these events are free. Uh, people can we are bringing in speakers, amazing speakers from all around the globe. 
to talk about spiritual science, to talk about pyramids, to talk about uh, plant-based food. So these are the major three concepts. And also my father, he does flute. Uh, he plays flute. So he leads a flute meditation in all of these events. Uh, the first one, uh, I would like to give a couple of websites here. Um, the, the first one is in uh, on, Ju- on June 7th, this actually coming weekend. Um, uh, it's a, a Digital Meditation Summit, UK version. And on June 13th, we have Digital Meditation Summit, USA. Um, the best way is to go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PMC Global. PMC Global, subscribe to that, and uh, you will get all the, uh, you know, you, will, you can see uh, all these events for free on the YouTube. So every Saturday we have an event uh, starting this June 7th. Um, and the, one of the next big events, a 24-hour event happening on the Yoga Day, the International Yoga Day, which is June 21st. And the website for that is DIYD.org. Sorry, DIYD.online. Um, DIYD.online. Um, this is the Yoga Day, um, International Yoga Day, organized by our team from India, from Delhi. Um, they have done an amazing job. So 24 hours of complete uh, immersion of uh, into speakers, music, meditation. So we're bringing in musicians uh, from India, from all over the world to, uh, you know, for celebration, for music, meditation, whatever that, uh, you know, we can connect to. And speakers. Um, it's a global uh, speaker. So from, from different parts of the world. Uh, that's you can register that uh, to you know get a very customized pass uh, uh, on on that website uh, and also the link once you register you get the links to watch it for free. So that is the next big event and and the one event that we are organizing is with Marta Thomas is ssim dot org. Sorry, ssimlive dot org. I have so many stuff going on; it just gets confusing. This is uh, spiritual spiritual science international meet. Um, This is a three-day event. So we are doing a three-day event uh, right now. So and we are working on getting speakers like Valerie Uvarov, Marshall Lefferts from Resonance Academy to talk about pyramids. Um, And we are getting. uh, We are also. We have also uh, collaborated with First Unity Church uh, in Saint Petersburg, the spiritual campus of First Unity. to and they and in fact uh, the CEO of that campus, uh, Temple Hayes, is one of our directors. So we are bringing them as well onto uh, as they are the hosting the event as well. Um, and also one of the other uh, hosts for the event is uh, from Mark Karen from Conscious Living Network Radio. So they have collaborated with our with uh, with our organization to bringing this event. Uh, together, so all these are our partners, and um, uh, three days of complete again music, meditation, uh, spiritual science, and um, and pyramids, pyramid science. So if anybody is interested uh, again to get a customized pass, what what does that mean? That means you can get on the inside the Zoom meeting, and you can have a, a actually a special interaction with the speakers. So if you would like that, uh, please register on ssimlive.org. 
Um, and all these events will be shown live on PMC Global YouTube channel. Um, and 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 also we have again in August is again going further. We have uh, Digital Meditation Summit Vietnam, uh, completely in Vietnamese. Uh, we have Digital Meditation Summit in China, Chinese languages, and Spanish. Um, Spanish is also uh, we have we have started a whole Spanish movement, and uh, this uh, is happening on August twenty second. So as you say, June, July, June, July, August. Uh, is completely booked with all these events, um, and and um, so uh, and all they have to do is just uh, go and subscribe to the channel. Uh, they can also our website is also under construction right now. Pssmglobal.org. Uh, hang on one second, one second. Okay. <laughs> I can hear some little ones wanting attention. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She she just saw me, so she's just started crying right now. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I have. It's, a, a, it's I have not a, that bad of a show either. <laughs> yeah, I have a four-year and a two-year-old, so it's um, yeah, it's quite a challenge. Um, yes, That's a fun, yes, completely. Yes, a fun yes. age. Yeah, it so, is. It is a lot of fun. Pari, are you part of the group that's organizing all of this and setting it all up and coordinating it? And yep, yep, I do all of that. Mm. Um, setting Ooh, that up, is a uh, lot of work. It is a lot of work getting speakers on, uh, coordinating it, and putting that live. And also, and and I have a great team. Um, I must say, I have a, tre- a team that works, uh, you know, around the clock, creating flyers, creating posts. Uh, Putting it out there, um, it's it's a lot of work, and uh, but again, I don't do it alone. I have a great support system who does this work, um, and all of this is voluntary work. People come to you know come to uh, come and help me just because they want to help, and that's the incredible part of it because I work with people who are who want who are uh, you know who get really happy uh, who are happy to do this work. So I have a team in India or here in China, Vietnam. So these are all really amazing meditators who come together for the whole purpose of spreading this message. Uh, the whole organization is a voluntary organization and works solely on donations. So all this work we are only doing on donations. So we, any donation, if anybody listener, if this is resonating, please, uh, I mean, um, I would put it out there that uh, – you can go to our, our, our website, um, um, pssmmovement.org, and check it out there, the whole work that we are doing. And the donations can be made to pssmglobal at gmail.com via PayPal or Venmo. So uh, it's, it's really incredible to see all these people coming together and working. I mean, there's nothing that they're getting. They're not getting paid to do this work. Um, they're not getting any uh, you know, special benefits. It's just because they want to do it. So that's that's really wonderful. And, and okay, go, go ahead, David. No, I was just commenting just how terrific all that sounds, and what an amazing concept to have everything happening this summer. And I'm sure it's all very important, you know, work. I mean, think about what we're dealing with right now, and then how we can start changing the energy. It's right. Terrific. Yeah. 
Yeah, everything and, is happening. Yeah, yes, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, and you know, working with uh, Marta um, is a, a great experience. You know, she, she did so, mm-hmm. so much to help uh, Barbara and me to some guests uh, probably four years ago, and she connected me to you a couple years ago. So. Yeah, and she she was uh, assembling a great lineup of uh, uh, presenters for the Global Pyramid Conference in Chicago Mm -hmm. uh, for for a couple years. So, you know, she has a lot of uh, uh, expertise in dealing with a lot of big name people who know this material uh, very well and the conferences uh, seem like, you know, they they were a big success and, you know, Barbara and I worked with her for a couple of years to help get people there. So, yeah, I'm I'm glad you're working with her and, you know, continuing to collaborate. Yeah, I mean, she is an absolutely an amazing lady. Um, she, um, I met her a couple of years back as well. I, I, just the time of the global conference, that's when we met. She actually saw my father in uh, New York, a veg con- uh, vegetarian convention, and that's where they met. And uh, since then, she's been hooked. She came to India. She she went to all the pyramids in India with my father. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, she was completely blown away. And now, I mean, she's my, I can say she's my mentor, teacher, you know, working with uh, organizing all these events, getting the speakers. It, it is a no joke. It is serious work, um, you know, putting all this together. But she has been there. She's really, really uh, the one behind the scenes, um, you know, bringing everything together. Okay. And, and it- and you've also mentioned um, you like working with raw crystals, and, and we had uh, mm-hmm. uh, Barbara. It, uh, it, it reminded me that you know the Marcel Vogel uh, crystals were cut. Uh, you know, we have a show coming up. I think it's later this month on crystal skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you uh, what are you finding about you know, working with raw materials versus you know what we may be hearing about uh, you know the polished crystal skulls? What uh, you know, is there a difference between working with uh, raw and f- finished products? Um. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, I work with both of them. I work with raw, and I also work with polished. Um, they all have different frequencies. They all have different vibrations, and um, and they all have specific purposes. So it's based on our own intention. Uh, we uh, kind of choose what works with us. So, for example, doing a body layout, uh, maybe doing like energy chakra balancing, working with tumbles, or having a, a personal touch tones, Polished ones like uh, tumble stones work great. They're easy to carry, and you know, they, and it's not that 
um, just because we call it, they lose their vibration. Um, they pretty, it's it's just a different energy that we experience versus when when we take polished versus raw. Um, so it 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 definitely depends on what is the intention. First thing, what kind of intention that you have. And the second thing is the purpose. What what is your purpose of having those crystals, and uh, and also your personal in tune, like your vibration relationship with that crystal. So I work with both. I um, I like both raw raw and sometimes when I do crystal grace, um, I use all raw crystals, and I like to work with big crystals as well. Uh, but sometimes I like to work with polish. Say for example, uh, like you know, like the wands. Uh, some of the crystals don't come in a wand uh, shape. You have to polish them. But uh, for the purpose that I'm using, say, rose quartz or uh, amethyst, a wand, uh, that works best for the purpose that I'm doing. Um, so it really depends on what is your intention, what is your purpose, and uh, and what what are you in tune with, how to work with it. So yeah, it, and and also like the the pyramids that are polished in uh, the crystals that are polished in pyramid shapes, um, sphere shapes, and all those geometry has its own vibration. Um, so it, it's a really a layering of vibrations that comes into package. Have you had a, any chance to work with any of the like the thirteen crystal skulls or see them? Yeah, them? I work with yeah I work with skulls. Um, uh, basically, skulls are, you know, one of the primary purposes is to that, that have been used is to it's like a storage of information that gets transferred. Um, so I I I work with uh, with that kind of information, like it it is uh, how do I explain? So it's like a step down transformer for the vibration uh, of if any kind of channeling that comes in that can be stored in that skull and then can be transferred to when needed. Um, so I do work with are skulls. You, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so are you a channeler? No, I am not a channeler. <laughs> I am not a channeler. Okay. I, yeah, but I, but I, I, but I get some intuitive messages, um, you know, like I work with them in the sense of uh, receiving uh, information and cha- uh, and trans transmuting into my own, um, you know, taking it in with my own intuition. So I don't, I don't channel any messages for anybody. It's my own uh, intuitive messages that I receive. How fantastic. Yeah, I got to uh, experience the skull, the crystal skull called Max. So I got to actually mm-hmm. hold it. So it's mm-hmm. the size of your head, my head. With head. Yeah. That's yeah, wow. really quite remarkable. Um, even though I, I'm very intuitive and, and empath, I I don't have the same kind of experience as you do. Maybe there's a delayed reaction. But, um, however, um, last year I got to deliver seven crystal skulls to a man that's building the temple out in, oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. out in yeah out in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I, you know, I I have I don't have I have experiences with the crystal skulls, and I actually have a couple small ones here in my house, 
And I, I love to see them. I love kind of them around, uh, but I just, I, they don't seem to be talking to me. So if okay. they are, it's all, it's all in silent mode. Yeah. I mean, you never know how you receive these messages. It can be just a, you know, like an attitude shift, a perception shift. It doesn't necessarily have to be like a voice in your head or, you know, uh, a vision or something like that. It can be just your knowing within you. Um, for me, that yeah. is what it is. I don't necessarily receive messages in the sense when I do get that information, it, it's not a voice or it's not a vision. People mostly get, you know, uh, they expect to receive messages in that in a particular form. Uh, for me, it's mm-hmm. more of a knowing, like, you know, I just know stuff. Um, and and I don't know how, you know, it's just, it's just a knowing within you that you have. And probably that's your um, that's your clear clear uh, sense of you know of of having that information. Yeah. Well, I know that since I've been out here um, in the desert, I have been much more sensitive to the plants, and I feel mm-hmm. as though the plants. I go, oh, he's telling me he needs water. Yeah, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you just know that. You don't know how it's coming. You're not listening or seeing anything, but you just know. And there's no logic to it. And and once we start trusting that knowing, it gets more and more and more rock solid. Like that relationship increases. Um, so that's how it happened to me. Uh, like uh, for me, it's just you just start, you just know it. You just, you don't have a question. You don't have a doubt. You just know stuff. So do you have like kind of a daily practice where you spend time, you know, meditating for 10 minutes a day? And especially how do you manage as a mother of two small ones? Uh, what do you do it when they're taking a nap or I, when they're yeah. sleeping? I make a point. I meditate every single day. That's my must in my practice because the amount of work that I do, uh, I have my own business. I work as a women's empowerment leader. I um, I do energy work. I do women gatherings. Um, so there's a lot of on my business that I do. And now with this whole organization, I putting up the events, working on that. It's a whole different stuff. And working as a full-time mother now because of the whole situation, the daycares are closed. So my kids are home all day. So it's really to keep up with all this, I need to have my my uh, super, you know, ingredient, which is meditation. So, yeah, I have to meditate every single day. To, you know, even also to um, to stay away from drama in our in our life. There's so much drama everywhere. To stay yes. focused, to stay uh, on our path, uh, not getting drawn into the drama around us, because that's a whole big energy drain. Um, <clears throat> so I need to uh, meditate uh, so that I you know, I'm elevated, I have, I'm in high energy stat, status. So I meditate in the night. As soon as I put them to bed, I sit and meditate. And I've also noticed that when I meditate, I don't need in, so much sleep. I am good with five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep. I don't need eight hours when I meditate. Uh, only when I don't meditate, I need that much sleep. So it's, So you don't have to have so much sleep. Just meditate for an hour in the night and you're set and it it really you i i really see the difference in my life uh in performance and handling things managing things managing stress all of that stuff 
I remember is, is reading. There... Um... Go ahead, go ahead I was, David. I was, yeah, I was going to say that I remember reading a Buddhist monk, and the question is, is well, how often do you meditate? And he goes, oh, you know, I have to do at least 30 minutes a day. But if I have a lot of work to do, it's an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yep, exactly. It's like when people tell me, like, oh, I don't have meditation app, that means they're not, they don't know how to manage their time effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they need to meditate. That, that's the exact reason why they need to meditate. And, you know, the whole thing that you're saying, um, one of the big lessons I've learned, and it's still just it's always a challenge, is, is don't get caught up in the human drama. And mm-hmm. that can just take our energy away and it can take our focus away. So, Oh, yeah. I, I remember, yeah, lesson like, learned. Yeah, when I, when I started the organization, there was so much drama that happened. I started thinking about it. You know, when things happen, when, you know, uh, when you get pulled into a drama, like you start focusing and you start putting that energy, why did that person say this or why did I say this or what did that, why did that happen? And I was getting, I could see myself like getting drained. I was not, uh, you know, happy. I would replaying that situation in my mind again and again. And, you know, I, and there was one person in my life at that point that was really creating that drama. And I was like, you know, what do I do? I, and I, how do I get, you know, remove this person from my life? How do I do this, this and that? And I was like going crazy. And I said, and I, that's when I decided, you know what, uh, in that project, I'm going to take a take few days break. I don't know how long. This is exactly what I wrote in my email. I'm going to take, there was some meeting that was arranged and I was asked to, uh, you know, uh, uh, I was called to be there in that meeting, which uh, where I had the same person that created drama. So I told, I sent out an email saying that, you know what, I need a, I need to take myself, meditate and figure out my priorities. So um, just let this, let's just uh, hold on onto this meeting. And I went back and I started uh, completely shifting my focus, completely uh, taking my mind away from that particular situation. Within three months, everything changed. That person was no longer in my life. There was no drama. Everything in my life changed. So it is so powerful that all we have to do is just shift our focus and uh, find something that makes us happy and do that and makes us, you know, find something passionate. And that whole situation has just changed. There was no more drama, no more person to create that drama. And uh, and I remind myself every time of this, like if I get into drama, I lose my focus, I lose my energy, I lose my, um, you know, uh, clarity in my mind. So there's no time or, you know, energy for drama in my life. So it, Those are yeah, such hard lessons to learn. And, you know, you just have to, like, give everything up to the universe, and then you have to kind of go, go within and find yeah. your own center in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so important for, you know, anything, even right now there's so much happening. It's, it, it just takes up, uh, for, it, it feeds on our energy, all these uh, people who create drama or who, you know, crave for attention. It is... It, it you know, we approach uh, last eight eight minutes. Um, I, was, mm-hmm. I want to give you plenty of time to uh, uh, plug your uh, you know the YouTube uh, sites where they can 
uh, watch the webinars and yeah, uh, David. Uh, and then after Perry finishes, you could plug uh, your book and website. And yeah, I think we'll uh, probably be pretty close to uh, finishing the show. So, but uh, pl- please remind us of, of how we can check out your webinars. Absolutely. So, um, so one thing that I want to say is to anyone who want to get in touch with me for any, whether it is uh, women's work, the work that I do uh, in New York uh, manifesting, or I have a, I've created a program called Conscious Leaders Bootcamp where we work on mindset, creating winner mindset. We work on activating these tools that I just mentioned, crystals, pyramids, um, you know, working with uh, different uh, techniques, grounding techniques, visualization techniques to amplify your intention and really manifest the things in your life um, faster. Um, so th- the best way to get in touch with me is uh, going to my website, paripatri.com. Uh, there is a way you can schedule a call with me, uh, a complimentary 30-minute call to discuss what it is that you are, you know, you're looking for in your life, and how uh, if if my programs can help you uh, get there. Um, so, and also I have a YouTube channel. This is my personal channel where I do a lot of videos on, you know, whether it's pyramids or mindset or you know, or just on crystals. Um, it is uh, YouTube.com/paripatri. P-A-R-I-P-A-T-R-I. Um, and if you want to get in, you know, email me. Uh, um, yeah, the the best email is connect at paripatri.com. I have a whole uh, pyramid mastery course uh, that I put together with everything that I've researched and the experiments. It's actually going to be launched on um, uh, July fifteenth, uh, but I have it available for pre-order for seventy five percent off if you pre-order now. Um, so that's a great way to uh, actually save some bucks and get in uh, on the list so that uh, you this can be for anybody, energy healers, uh, um, yoga teachers, uh, um, meditators, or anybody who want to enhance or bring these pyramid energy into your life and, and really amp up your confidence and, uh, you know, your uh, uh, understanding in working with the pyramids. Um so that's on my uh, about my uh, you know the work that I do with women. Um, I also I'm also a heart math trainer, so I do uh, work with organizations, corporates, schools. Uh, in fact, law and law enforcement and military to trade about resiliency and stress management. Um, that's also one of the programs that I offer. And uh, from the web, from the events that I just spoke about, about the free events, um, they happen uh, on our uh, YouTube channel, which is again uh, YouTube slash um, YouTube.com slash PMC Global. So please subscribe to the channel. Make sure that you click that bell icon so to get the notifications. Um, and we do. Uh, we are now. Uh, we, every Saturday we'll be uh, hosting an event. Um, there is also a WhatsApp number that you can subscribe to um, that you will get all the updates. Um, it is The number is 312-625-2242. Um, 
312-625-2035. You can message this number any if, the, if you have a question or how to get started, whatever questions you have. Uh, we have our team dedicated to support uh, you in um, getting started with meditations. Or if you also have, a, a, you know, a, if you want to get started meditation in your community, in your homes, uh, we are happy to help you. Uh, all this work is done for free. So if you have, uh, if you want to introduce meditation in your community, in your, uh, in your, uh, in your city or town, we are happy to help you in that on getting started uh, with with that process, giving you all the resources, all the materials that you need. Uh, or we can also, uh, you know, provide some teachers to come uh, to do online events or however we can uh, to support you in in that uh, in that in one in that. Uh, mission in that project. Um, we have tons of literature on that, PSSM movement, pssmovement.org. Um, our website is now under construction, so but in, it will be ready under pssmglobal.org. Uh, that's, about, uh, that's about the organization. Um, and also the second thing that I want to mention is if, you, if your organization want to collaborate with our organization, I would love to discuss that with you um, to support uh, in so the main mission is to co-create uh, in bringing this meditation to each and every corner of uh, you know uh, of the planet. So it doesn't matter where you are. Um, our our mission is to help you support you in that process. So yes, okay. that's about it. Okay, fantastic. Uh, t- uh, ter- uh, Dave, where can uh, people get interviewing Jesus and, you know, plug your website, and we're almost out of time. Okay. Uh, My name is David Collis. I'm the author of Interviewing Jesus the Man. It's a great book. You can get it at Amazon.com. I'm also uh, a host on uh, Nightlight, so it's Nightlight with David Collis, and I am the creator of a series of mystery symbols and uh, coming soon is my mystery symbols Oracle deck. So you okay. can get, uh, get in touch with me at www.davidcollis.com. Okay. Hey, I, I just want to th- thank uh, Perry and David so much for a great show. And uh, I hope everyone learned uh, some, something, got a new perspective and we'll be back tomorrow night and Friday, uh, both nights at 9 o'clock, and you'll be thoroughly entertained. Thanks again, 